like the popular clip from that that gets shown all the time. It's, the dino it's, one? The, yeah, the, the nuggets. The nuggets, so yeah. The Jamie Oliver shows a bunch of like eight or nine-year-olds how nuggets are made with the pink slimy crap. And they're all disgusted. All the kids are disgusted. And then he asks, would you eat that? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the, the slime from Ghostbusters 2? Yeah. As long as they're breaded. As long as they're breaded and shaped like dinosaurs. Yeah, yep, the kids are like, it. "Yep, oh, we'll eat it." Give me some ketchup, Molly. and he's like disgusted. But the the thing is, is that that scene is is actually taken almost directly from uh, the UK version. And in the UK version, the kids are like, "No, that's disgusting." Hmm. But Americans are like, "Yeah, we'll eat it." Yeah, <laughs> sort we are trash. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, God. Okay, should we uh, officially start this thing? Do this. Do this. I've eaten my burrito. Yes, good for you. It is Sunday night. This is Tony. This is Todd. This is Byron. And Meg. And Meg. This is the Getting Off Topic podcast. Byron has a burrito in his stomach. I am overstuffed with Del Taco. Uh, (laughs) Meg is knitting away with the fierceness. Did you get a Beyond Taco? I did. Well, I got a Beyond Burrito, the okay. the eight layer veggie burrito. I still haven't tried the Beyond uh, versions yet. It's really good because there's not a Del Taco within like driving distance of where I am. Yeah. There is one, like if I like made a jaunt of it, but mm-hmm. I don't want to drive 25 miles for t- Del yeah. Taco. It's good. I mean, I wouldn't get it every single time, but you know, it's it it feel it fills the need of ground beef. Tacos. Yeah, the uh, the Impossible Burgers, as far as like taste and consistency, closest to the original thing, the real thing, uh, those are those definitely win out. Uh, yeah, I mean the Beyond the Beyond Meat is fine; it's it's serviceable. But if you're looking for like, oh, I need that exact same or, or as close to uh, the original that heme taste. Yeah, I freak out every single time. I get an impossible burger because I'm like, this is too damn good. I bet this is me. And if I get sick, I'm going to sue these motherfuckers. Yeah. But I'm fine. Tony, is this, is this, can you taste it? I'm like, it it looks like the real thing to me. Like, I don't fucking know. I have literally pulled apart hamburgers trying to figure out if it's the fake meat or the real meat because I can't tell. Yeah. Uh, Many uh, impossible Whopper (laughs) has been dissected. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Todd sitting like a, a Bond villain with his cat as usual. <laughs> yes, that's this one. This Ahsoka. one usually, yeah. This is Ahsoka, and she usually doesn't come for attention, but she came up. Mister uh... Bigglesworth gets angry. People die. <laughs> <laughs> I love those so much. I, I need a watch of those. We've got the whole set on Blu-ray. <laughs> they're honestly, they're 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 great. I mean, there's some problematic stuff in there, but not as much as you'd think. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's like the whole like plot of the sec- the second movie where he's like, "No, I am very like uh, respectful I'm of, of I'm women," you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, Pepe Le Pew's got to go. Ugh. Oh yeah, apparently, apparently he's he he's no longer fitting for the um, the the Tune Squad. Is that what their team was called? The Toon Squad, yeah. Toon Squad, yeah. 
Have you seen the whole thing? Uh, I'm sure because you live on the fucking internet like we all do. Um, <laughs> uh, all the back and forth about uh, Lola Bunny. That, uh, oh, <laughs> how she got deboobed. The redesign, you know. Desexified. Yeah, yeah, desexified. Yeah, because the original version was. Hey, know, she hard. had a double mastectomy. It happens. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a, an old friend on, on Facebook. So did. Said something so did like. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a friend on Facebook said something like, uh, "Like Lola, Lola got top surgery, and we should uh, uh, respect that, respect their their wishes, or, or celebrate their their uh, you know." It's Larry. It's Larry Bunny, and how dare you dead name him? <laughs> <laughs> and then the the fake memes, the fake uh, like Fox News uh, screen grabs, uh, like their little ticker on the bottom saying like cancel culture comes comes for uh lola's big naturals <laughs> <laughs> see i wasn't sure if that was real or not the first time i wasn't I either <laughs> and that says something about fox news seriously yeah oh my god uh so how's everybody doing uh well pretty well i had a job interview today at a um a nerdy place right hope i get it everybody in um in audience land cross your fingers for me fingers toes sacrifice chicken not really because tails <laughs> you know tails <laughs> other appendage <clears throat> appendage guy well it is game themed so tails should definitely cross their tails for me oh i forgot byron before you joined the chat uh, i showed todd what came in finally Oh wow! Look at that. That's the snazzy looking. Itself. It's a laptop for people who can't see, and yeah, that's this, everyone other than the, us. This fucking seventeen-inch MSI beast. Wow. Uh, is it a fourteen forty screen or a ten eighty? It's a ten eighty. Which is I fun. mean, honestly, you don't need more than ten eighty on that size screen. Really don't. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, this is like a desktop replacer, which is the point of getting it, as well as just to game like a motherfucker. But like, and, you know, and the good thing now is that like mobile GPUs support mul uh, multiple monitors so easily. Yeah. Like it barely takes any resources. Yeah. Uh, when I unboxed it and realized like how, how big <laughs> it was and with this like super matte spaceship like design, the perfect name immediately came to mind. Spaceball one. <laughs> <laughs> Ludicrous speed. Yo, my brains are going. What does that make feet. us? Nothing. Now die. <laughs> yeah, uh, we name all of our shit in this house. Yeah. The the speaking desktop. of spaceballs. Huh. Did you know there was a spaceballs animated series? Extremely short lived, and for a good yeah, reason. it got canceled like almost immediately after it, came it was out. on like Spike, I think. Yeah, like, you know, the very last final days of Spike. Um, yeah, I wonder if <laughs> I wonder how many anime canceled animated series there are from like unknown properties. Like, we remember Clerks the animated series. We have for a good TV. reason because that was <laughs> awesome because it's incredible and actually like I've I've asked this around uh, is this like just a this was a friend group thing that we all became obsessed with or is it legitimately good and I've actually seen very 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 positive critical reception okay. on other realms that like Clerks the animated series was is a lost like 
like like perfect little gem little gem yeah and i absolutely agree so like me and meg were we were teasing each other for whatever i don't even remember what the subject conversation who's driving oh my god bear's driving how could that be (laughs) why is bear driving uh just uh randomly the other day like meg said something like a quick witty comeback to me and i had nothing in we response. are slaves work, work. <laughs> i had nothing to reply with so eventually i just said well played you know meg clerks. and in my head i hear well played clerks <laughs> oh, oh my god show me the money <laughs> can you guys vulcanize my tires while i wait <laughs> do you guys sell black tar heroin <laughs> yeah clerks animated series for anybody who's never seen it uh it premiered in i think january of 2000 and only aired three episodes was it three or two uh probably it premiered uh after the super bowl and they only aired three episodes and then it was immediately canceled and they only made six yeah total but it's really good you should check it out totally is starring Uh, alec baldwin yeah and and charles barkley (laughs) <laughs> i hope this trial never ends oh my god i can't, I can't. i'm having like waves of flashbacks um and i want to go back and watch those i was actually just listening to uh smodcast which i hadn't listened to in a long time but he had like the whole old comic book men crew on there who do their own podcast now that tell him steve dave which they've done for like freaking ever now um, you tell him steve dave this reminds me uh i was talking to my uh my writing buddy my friend becky uh, a few weeks ago and she like uh in a huff texted me one afternoon and was like i have something you should talk about on your podcast because she had just discovered that dogma is nowhere to be found nope um because of the weird it's owned by the weinstein owned by the weinsteins yeah yep and uh yeah, it was just uh, weird. Entirely. Forget, it is entirely owned by the Weinstein. Yeah, I forget the full story, but it was something about because of the big controversy surrounding the film, because you had all the churchy people like throwing a hissy fit and... Um, Which is the whole point of the film. Yeah, <laughs> and they were trying to get it uh, blocked from even being released. Um, the movie studios kind of wanted to wash their hands of that controversy and Yay. basically gave up the rights to... The Weinstein's in full, if if I'm correct. Oh, something uh, like that. I, I don't know if that's the story behind it, because I, uh, I actually watched a video about Kevin Smith mm-hmm. explaining all the rights issues just a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't remember what he said, <laughs> but uh, he he has pretty much said that there is little to no chance it will ever be released until they're both dead. Yeah. And it was also part of also the the problem was back when that deal solidified and that was made streaming didn't exist yet. Yeah. So there weren't any plans for a possible streaming release. Yeah. Digital releases and whatnot. So it just because I mean, I think the last time it was released on DVD was probably the one that we all saw. Yeah. Like 2004. Yeah, I I have it. The special edition, yeah. The special edition that came out in like two. I think it was two thousand four. Yeah, it's like a two disc special edition. Um, I think that's the last time it was ever published, and most likely for the time being will be. Yeah. So hold on to it for dear life until the Weinstein's die and they sell the rights to some other company, 
that's probably going to be the last release that we see. Yeah. That's why if you look online and I was actually, I was looking for it a couple months ago before I realized all this had happened. And the D that DVD copy that you have is worth like over 150 bucks. If it's unopened. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> we were, uh, we were watching, um, another random Joe Bob episode that we, uh, or last drive-in episode that we hadn't, which one, uh, watched yet from season one, actually, um, society. Huh? Which I had never oh seen my before. God, society is I incredible. I really liked that movie. It was, I didn't think I would. It's I so good. It. I was afraid that I was going to be too squeamish because, like, I discussed, so we discussed oh, like it's not body. Scary at all. Yeah, it's, it's well, like just, body horror stuff trips me out, but that did not. Horror. That was yeah. yeah. It was silly. more just incredible special effects than anything. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously. I mean oh. that. You know that like that movie. It was like banned in the United States, but got a life over in Germany. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's Wait. also the weird like like bit where like it's written by uh it's written by like a Jewish screenwriter, and but like the and it's supposed to have like all of his experiences of like growing up in like Gentile rich like with like Gentile rich friends, um, but the character is played by like the whitest dude on the planet. Like, like the most gentile white dude on the planet yeah and so like it's got this like weird anyways i i, I listened to some commentary about that and it's very funny yeah anyway with that episode um it just so happened they were talking about uh i i think um diana prince or darcy the male girl she mentioned yeah. something about how uh something about uh joe bob's old uh books that he wrote like ages yeah. back and he still apparently has like a handful of he copies still comes out that, with a, yeah he still occasionally, comes out with books every now and then yeah he'll have old copies that he maybe sells at uh convention appearances and whatnot but there's these old ones that are like completely out of print at this point and she was like coaxing him to try to re-release them and you i realized totally yeah something clicked in my head and i was like i totally remember the last time we went to the last bookstore in la I saw a copy of his first book, the Joe Bob Goes really? to Drive-In, and I thumbed through it, not even realizing what it was at the time. This was before, like just shortly before I had um, learned of The Last Drive-In, and I had this vague memory of like, wait, wait, oh yeah, I think that? this Monster Vision guy. What? Uh? When was that? When we went to the last bookstore? Yeah, like when was that? Oh. How long ago? That's what I'm asking. Like maybe like three, three years, years ago or yeah. something. Okay. Um, but yeah, that book is from like 86. Um, but it was there for like it was there for like a couple bucks, you know, it was on some little discount rack in the middle of nowhere. And in that episode, he mentions like, oh, since we started doing the show again and making convention appearances, um, those books have skyrocketed in price online. And I looked and sure wow. enough, they're rare finds and like on eBay for a hundred and something bucks. Huh. Uh, you so think I called the last bookstore. I was like, hey, do you have this? And they said no. <laughs> yeah. I, you'd think with the popularity, I mean, uh, it's pretty clear at this point that Shudder has been significantly buoyed by the success of, um, yeah, Joe Bob. That's like, like their, their almost flagship. to the point where like they can they can like place the success of the network squarely on his shoulders. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't have any data to back that up, but. From my anecdotal like experience, that seems to be the case. Yeah. Um, that he'd be able to get those books republished somehow. I guess like totally. 
they are reviews of movies that came out over 30 years ago so who knows but i mean like a lot of those movies especially in the streaming age have gotten a a second and third life Mm -hmm. so and horror aficionados are notoriously obsessive about this type of banal minutia so yeah people love rediscovering old shit so i think that's there's definitely a market for it and yeah. horror horror fans specifically, I think, are really interested in the history of the medium being taken seriously because it ha- it seems to happen every twenty or thirty years. Because like even in in the nineteen like nineteen fifties and nineteen sixties, they were looking back on like nineteen thirties like Universal horror and stuff, and mm-hmm. starting to like become nostalgic for it. And then in the eighties, people were becoming nostalgic for like the 1950s horror you know yeah so cycles yeah and now we're nostalgic for the 80s horrors mm-hmm. this reminds me even it's, 90s and 2000s yeah. horror it's the phase of kids growing up yeah you 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 had you you watched it as a child when you were between 10 to, to 15 or 20 and no. then in your 30s and early 40s you start to revisit that stuff from your childhood and you want more of it yeah I this reminds me of a meme that I saw like two days ago and it's some guy like it looks like something out of a a commercial for a heart medicine or something because there's some dude just kind of like like leaning against the wall and holding his chest kind of like and the caption is like when you hear kids today talk about 90s music as oldies and classics (laughs) it's like oh Oh my heart! Oh, those spicy memes! Oh, <laughs> oh God, they're so old now. Uh, Todd, how is Valhalla? No, not Valhalla. Uh, Valheim. 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 Valheim is really super fun. Like, uh, it's it's very simple, very easy on the eyes because the graphics are very like low key. Um, it's not pretty. It's not super good looking it's low key or loki then you got uh yggdrasil uh as your like skybox that you're looking at every once in a while and you're like oh okay so that looks good but then you look down at the the trees and everything and they're all like 32 bit (laughs) no (laughs) i saw a uh an article a couple days ago that some guy had recreated um Thomas the Tank without mods, just like with in-game stuff. Building materials, yeah. yeah. That's anytime you get a like a survival Minecrafty Rust like Daisy type game, there will always be people that want to build like giant structures of replicas of stuff. Like, like the first one in Minecraft dongs. was like the yes, there's always giant dongs. That's time like to penis. Thing. <laughs> Uh, one of the first things that that blew Minecraft up was uh, a replica of the the Enterprise D. I remember yeah, that guy, that's super impressive if you if you never checked it out. I remember yeah, some that. guy made a scale <laughs> model with interiors of the Enterprise D. Jesus, and that was... I remember watching like a forty five minute uh, overview of 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 that. Like some dude just going through and like labeling all the decks and stuff, and just like taking a like ten forward and the, the oh my god and stuff. And it was like 45 minutes long. Was there a little Guinan in there? (laughs) (laughs) That's nuts. 
but that's like that's that's one of the the highlights of this genre. Any any building, uh, any simulator, a survival simulator has a building aspect of so it. So a friend People of mine will build. A friend of mine uh, who is uh, does like Shakespearean plays. She sent or she posted a picture. Uh, she built a scale, or I don't know if it's the scale, but she sp- she built a replica of the Old Globe Theater in um san diego uh, not no oh the, like shakespeare the globe, globe theater yeah like oh uh, wow in um stratford upon avon yeah yeah damn yeah and it was really impressive hmm. nice and given yeah. the building materials of valheim it, it looked the part yeah I, I don't do buildy games i do uh shoot demons in the face games <laughs> hey sometimes they're the same <laughs> Yeah, like stated to K2. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Todd and I were talking before you joined. Uh, we'll have to solidify a, um, a, a co-op adventure to do Agreed. for the podcast. Have a here. podcast gaming night. Yeah. And with my trusty new beast over here, I haven't, I haven't even had time to touch it other than installing Doom Eternal. That's literally all I've done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, for a good time, yeah. Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, get X. That's exactly what I was about to say. Get Xbox Game Pass. There's a billion games on it now. There's so much. There's uh, Squadrons. There's um, uh, the other Star Wars game, Battlefront, uh, and uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, that alone, Tony, I think you'll. Yeah, you'll... like Jedi oh, Fallen think... Order by itself. Actually, I have Fallen Order. Um, actually, oh, my awesome. Yeah, one of my uh, best friends from. Literally, probably my friend I've known the longest in my entire life, my friend Josh. Shout out to him. Uh, I've known the guy since second grade. Wow. And uh, yeah, we reconnected in the last few years. Oh, but he, aren't uh, you guys the closest of friends? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of our, he's been a listener of Getting Off Topic since the old days. So Hi, kudos Josh. to Josh. Yeah. Hi, Josh. But he really enjoyed wa- listening to our long winded asses on his <laughs> UPS routes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he surprised me with uh, we, were, we were chatting about games like texting. And then next thing I know, around Christmas time, he sent a it's copy popped up me. in your steam. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. So actually, it's for a PS4. So I'll have to oh, check God. that out. Um, but yes, we will. We will have to discuss further what uh, co-op adventure we will. We will go on a journey. But in the meantime, we have business to attend to because do it. This we're trying weekend. to get under 90 minutes. <laughs> we should do the limit. Uh, we need like a cool like 80s aerobic montage music going Push on. under the limit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what is definitely not below 90 minutes, not even fucking Jesus close. Right. Is Zach worth it? Zack Snyder's Justice League. Okay, I'm gonna Snydery Snyder cut of Snyderdom. Snyderverse. I'm gonna start because I'm probably the the odd man out here. I didn't care for it at all. Really? Oh yeah. Like I, it it was it was better than Justice League, the 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 weed and rapey cut, but (laughs) it was still garbage to me. Like the story was essentially the same. Like you you had you had you had bits of backstory with Barry and Cyborg and Cyborg's story. I loved that was probably the one shining moment of the movie. I am not broken. No, Uh, that was good. Uh, Yeah. I was talking, I was texting with uh, 
with my sister the other day and she's like after she finished it like her first words were like wow like we didn't fucked ray fisher hard like yeah he yeah. was essentially the core of the movie i mean i'd argue a few of the characters uh maybe him and the flash were also uh you know really the hearts of the picture but uh but yeah that was a whole he did massive, him dirty he did him real dirty yeah did him real dirty that's like they ripped the entire him being like the core of the movie literally going into the core yeah yeah the uh it's so much so that i don't even remember him in the first movie neither do i i oh, barely, barely. yeah i remember him and flash was like a flash in the film <laughs> so... I, remember, I remember cyborg being like grumpy because he didn't want to be this you know cyborg thing and then a uh, heartbeat later he just pops up and like yeah i guess i'll help you save the world and that's all i remember from the weed cut <laughs> so i have to be honest i I've never, I, I I know a lot about DC Comics. I've read a lot of DC Comics. I've kept up for the most part, mainly with like Batman and Superman titles, a little bit Green Lantern. Um, and then some of the ancillary characters like uh, Nightwing and Harley and stuff. But um, I know Cyborg's been a, around for a while. Mm-hmm. I've never really been too fond of the character uh, mainly because I didn't think that the character's origin was that interesting, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw the original cut of the movie, that definitely did no, no service to that. Yeah. And it's also, I've noticed that DC has been trying to push Cyborg for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, uh, and, and, and I knew, ex- I know why that they're doing it. I mean, it's very clear why they're doing it because they need a, a, a strong black character on the Justice League. Mm-hmm. But I always thought that like Static Shock was a lot cooler than than Cyborg was and that they should do that with that type of character. Um, and there are other characters in, in the DC universe that I think just fit for that. But they've been pushing it for a really, really long time. I and mean, they've been pushing it since like Teen Titans Go way before that, like Teen mm-hmm. Titans... Like since the late nineties, they've been pushing cyborg on us. And I, and this was the first time that it worked for me. Yeah. That cyborg specifically worked. Um, and I think it had a lot to do with Ray Fisher's acting. He really sold it a lot. And yeah. I, it, it went and even, and cyborgs even in doom patrol, right? He's in the, the show. I have not watched temporarily. It um and i didn't like that version of the character either um but this version with ray fisher i think finally did it for me and i I think i'm a fan now it was funny because there was a point before we started watching the movie where it's just the promo shot with all of them standing next to each other and i'm like yeah i don't remember like that cyborg guy and it was so funny because i didn't know who what his name was I just called him that because that's what no, his like. name is literally just Cyborg. And then his name turns out to be Cyborg. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, do you know uh, when Cyborg popped up in DC? No, I was never a DC person. Mm, let me look that up. Sorry, we, we kind of ripped the talking stick from you, Todd. Did you have anything to add? Uh, uh, were you any other thing? No, <laughs> realistically, like, I. I I've only seen the original cut one time same. because it was garbage same. and I never really wanted to rewatch it or revisit yeah. it. And I you wasn't, know. I wasn't a fan of the previous Snyder 
movies in the DC universe uh, as well. So I, I couldn't, other than the expanded cyborg story, which again, I love, uh, I couldn't differentiate it between the original mm. and it was basically the same plot it was basically the same story the only thing that i enjoyed other than the cyborg uh story expanded was the the nightmare verse give me more of that and this would have been an amazing film uh, but i guess maybe snyder was saving that for part two or part three yeah you're referring to the the big scene at the end the uh, um with uh with Joker and Deathstroke. Joker and Deathstroke and all them, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I was a bit torn on that. I, I mean, I'll well, let me do my general review. I, I kind of fucking loved it. I, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed myself. I was surprised at how. Uh, I mean, uh, you say you didn't really see much of a difference. I. Again, like you, I only watched the original version once, so I don't remember much from it. But to me, this seemed to be a vastly different film. Um, mainly, they gave room for all the characters to breathe. Um, they really well, gave them there all. There was four hours of it. Of course there was room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did, did you watch it all in one sitting? Yes, I did. Okay, we broke it up into two nights, which may have helped actually. It's uh, you know it, it, for the pacing wise anyway. It also it to me it honestly didn't feel uh, I didn't feel the length of the movie at all. I was both Meg and I were kind of surprised, like well, wow, we this is up into two nights. we split up yeah. into two nights, but it also felt like well, this is. But if you really had moving. popcorn and a gallon of soda in you, would you would you have felt different? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. In, like sitting alone or sitting in a theater. I like... think the home viewing experience definitely helps because we sit here on our asses and watch hours of binging yeah. Netflix shows. So this felt like a, a really good Netflix show. So this is the reality is that uh, the Snyder Cut could not have been released in theaters at four hours long. It never could no. have happened. Yeah, it no. never would have happened and it shouldn't have ever happened. Yeah. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's, like I said, uh, the way I framed it in my mind of, and again, splitting it in half really helped. Um, I mean, I heard some people talking online like, well, you could have just broke it up into, you know, the parts that they specifically, you know, make in the film um, and just treat it like a... a well, there was originally a plan to do that. There was a period of time where it was going to be released as a miniseries. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As well as, a, as like, together. But um, supposedly Snyder... Uh, didn't like that idea. No. The only time that I really started to feel the length of it and like, okay, this is getting a bit long in the tooth. Was the epilogue. Were, yeah, the epilogue. The multiple, the Lord of the Rings multiple ending <laughs> yeah. syndrome. Um, which, I again, I'm a little torn about because yes, it felt uh, like a bit much. It felt like too much uh, shoehorned um, we already have for future films. We already had the Martian Manhunter cameo earlier. Did we really need the the introducing? Oh, the and, second oh, one. I'm, I'm ready to be in the Justice League now. Well, here's the mm. thing: is the Martian Man cameo mid movie for somebody like me that knows nothing about other characters in the DC universe or yeah. the lore or anything like that? I'm like, who the fuck is this guy now? Like, yeah. wait, what? Like, it's well, just and especially for a ball. a character that it's flashing back to that we haven't seen in ever 
for me. Uh, well, well, we haven't seen since Man of Steel. Yeah. Because yeah. he so, wasn't in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, but yeah, Tony, we had to pause it, and Tony kind of had to give me, like, a rundown of who this character was. So if there wasn't, like, that moment at the end where he shows up explaining who he is, then it's just like, what was the point of that in the film, you know, bringing him into it? Because... Again, somebody like myself that knows nothing of these extra characters, it does no service to me, yeah. except make me really confused. I think I I, I uh, made this uh, comparison in the past. Um, I, uh, I, I kind of made a tradition with my mom uh, of taking her to the Marvel movies and, and watching them with her, you know, so she, she could see her boyfriend, Captain America. Um, but the Marvel movies are America's boyfriend. America, they Morgan. they did a really America's good job ass. of they did a really good job of making it for all audiences, whether you were a massive comic book nerd or not, where they introduce you to these characters in a way like a soft open. Yeah, soft open. Uh, where you know, if you are a huge nerd, you get that moment of oh yes, it's them. And even if you're not, it's okay. It doesn't matter. You'll get enough of the story that you need to in Snyder's world he kind of he doesn't he doesn't give a shit about the casual viewer I think he's like he'll throw massive plot points in there of these characters that if you're if you're not already in the know you might be a bit lost and need somebody to explain it to you yeah definitely like I I didn't watch this with my sister mainly because I think she cares less about DC movies than she does about Marvel um and, but I was just thinking throughout the whole movie how much shit I was gonna, I would have to explain to her <laughs> if yeah. we were watching it together. We did, we did a lot of pausing and uh, explanation. Also, I had to um, give Meg a rundown of previously on the Snyderverse <laughs> yeah. because it had been so long since either one of them had watched. So I, I'll definitely be. I mean, we talked about we talked last week about how I generally am not a fan of Snyder, and. Um, I'm still not really a fan of Snyder. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This definitely is probably, I think, the most interesting thing that he's done in a long time. Um, But I mean, the the reality is, if this movie had come out at two and a half hours instead of the original Justice League, would would I have liked it? Probably not. (laughs) I probably would have not hated it as much as I hated the original Justice League, uh, but I probably uh, wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I did. And that really has to do with the fact that the original was so bad that anything seeing with anything with a, with a unified tone and vision, Mm-hmm. Uh, just to complete this arc and and I'm definitely a sucker for uh, stories being completed yeah, or um, uh, becoming more whole and I think Man of Steel by itself is interesting enough uh, that it could su- if, if there was something in between other than Batman versus Superman that was more compelling than Batman versus Superman it could save the narrative and at four hours, it actually jumps the 2.5 hour mark into something much more conceptually interesting. And as a curio, uh, I, I think it's 
this version, the four hour Snyder cut, I think is, I, I, th- I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, but only in contrast with what it was before. And I think that's yeah. really important to remember. In, in comparison to the original, it is definitely a better film. Is it a good film on its own when comparing to other like films? No. <laughs> no, it, it really isn't. There's, there's, I mean, it really gets back into like core elements of the characterizations that, I mean, Superman is treated definitely better in this film than he is in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Um, but Batman is still this like jaded loser. <laughs> and also how, how in the fuck do you make every scene with Jason Momoa boring? How is that even fucking Seriously. possible? Yeah, no, I was thinking. Was <laughs> that was, that was one thing that I, I realized I, 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 I do appreciate that um, every character for the most part got their time to shine. They, uh, they showed, they were able to um, showcase their powers and how it helped the team uh, and had a bit of an emotional core uh, to each character. Uh, Aquaman, definitely the weakest of the bunch for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, oh, every- and also, by the way, for a guy who lives in the fucking sea, what a goddamn litter bug. Just shirts and sweaters and whiskey bottles fucking everywhere. Just- and how many of yeah, that what- same knit sweater do you have, dude? He, <laughs> he threw it on the ground like three different and times. He threw it on the ground. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, also side note, the weirdest scene or the scene that I laughed the hardest in was the fucking like ejector seat of Batman? Oh yeah, <laughs> Batman's ejector seat. I, I remember seeing that and just being like, "Does he have a bottom loaded ejector seat on his Batmobile?" That's no one expected. <laughs> it's visually jarring. I feel like I was into the scene, and then that happened, and Meg starts cracking up, and I'm like, "Hey, to be fair, <laughs> there's no way to look cool in an ejector seat. It just is not." You got this you just flashy... jump, just jump out and extend your cape for fuck's sake. That's what Batman also, does. <laughs> also, like Bat. Okay, so I have to say that I think um, the movie really ground to a serious halt for me during the same place it ground to a halt in the other version, mm-hmm. which is the Russia scene. I think the Russia scene is just awful. Oh, I you mean it's... the climax of the film? The the climax epic... of the film huge battle scene that is, was just as bad in this version as the original version if not maybe possibly even worse i think it was um, worse I, I think it may have been worse actually. in the original version we didn't have that whole intersplicing of the russian family yeah and that was just as bad yeah in fact i hated that dramatically that was and not great even though it's gone i still somehow think that this version of, of that sequence might actually be worse once they're actually in fighting steppenwolf i thought it was interesting but all of that stuff with like batman shooting alien guns i just thought was just so stupid and and because like if you can't figure out what to because batman just ends up just like shooting alien guns for like 20 minutes and if you can't figure out an interesting thing to do with batman why you 
doing well, anything they, with Batman. They you can't know, have like, him fight Steppenwolf because he's literally just he would a be man with crushed talent. like a bug. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But like, well, I mean, I, I was trying to think about that. I was like, how? <clears throat> I mean, realistically, what can they do with him? And I was trying to imagine. I was trying to think back to like they can watching throw him the out with an ejector seat. <laughs> I was trying to think back to like the Justice League uh, cartoons, cartoons and like yeah. how did they deal with Batman? He always because- had something interesting to do. Yeah, because he cannot go up against gods. Like he can, he can, you know, wipe out scores of like little henchmen and aliens. He can, he can get rid of the putties. But yeah, but he can use his gadgets to do stuff. And there were very few gadgets in this movie. It definitely could. Were there any gadgets? gadgets? Yeah. He just kind of rolls up in tanks and yeah, like, yeah. That's and, about and that, think... even that I don't really like because and and this is and this is something that's like inspired by Snyder's love of uh, the Dark Knight Returns and. Mm-hmm. I'm not someone who loves the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Like it's like Frank Miller is a fucking sociopath. Like, <laughs> uh, like Dark Knight Returns. It's a interesting story, but it was also forty, almost forty years ago. And let's get on, get on from it. You know, there were a lot better Batman stories told in the '90s and 2000s than Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I did very much enjoy the uh, uh, the Amazons, the the whole intro uh, to the invasion with the Amazons and they're you know desperately trying to get away. I can't remember. It felt very uh, Rogue One towards the end where they're passing along the Death Star plans. Yeah, the the mother box that was in the Whedon version. I think the ex- shorter though. Yeah, small. the extended part. Yeah, I think. Uh, in the uh i don't know what they called it the where they were holding the mother box and then sealed it up yeah i think all of that was extended and showed a lot more of the amazon's style of fighting and everything um but yeah i enjoyed that i really love probably one of the standouts is the uh the flashback battle to the uh you know dark side's original invasion oh with Um, zeus and Ares there yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was very Lord of the Rings and, and in a good way, I think. The Green Lantern. Yeah, Kilowog, the Green Lantern. Um, uh, in the original, and I was like scrolling through a BuzzFeed article earlier of like all the differences, and I didn't even realize because I, again, I barely remember anything from my first viewing of Whedon's version. Um, Darkseid wasn't there at all. It was Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf who originally yeah. invaded the first time as well. Um yeah, I enjoyed all that. Um, I, <clears throat> again, uh, there was, I kept seeing all these people reacting to watching the Snyder Cut and saying like, oh my God, Cyborg, the heart of the film and everything. I would argue also a bit of The Flash. I adored Barry Allen and Ezra Miller and I, it's baffling. Because he's the me. only, he's the only humor in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that entire intro scene of him, um, you know, stopping the the car crash. Well, not stopping the car crash, but saving. Uh, which if that fans wiener, know, huh? That wiener. That wiener. <laughs> I the love those. Like, wiener. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is he doing? And then he brings it back <laughs> to the dogs. Like, oh gosh, I hope everybody's okay. Can we talk like, about how long they hovered on that wiener. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were it, floppy wieners in in that entire that uh, specific wiener was like the focus like there was like depth of field focus on that wiener for a good 15 to 30 seconds sometimes you just got to pay attention to the wiener agreed <laughs> now that's that's 
that's the one complaint I have about this film for me personally was just I get that Zack Snyder does the slow-mo shots that's his style that's his branding but it felt way too excessive in this film oh yeah and like especially, way too much it, it might have been an hour shorter minus slow-mo yes. <laughs> no, that's not even like that's not even a joke like that it could have <laughs> actually been that much shorter without that much gratuitous slow-mo yeah that's like What's his face doing? So many goddamn lens flares. Zack Snyder does the slow mo. JJ, yeah, that's his uh, little gimmick. Um, so, uh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, Steppenwolf, uh, the redesign of him, basically being a living cheese grater or a transformer, <laughs> basically. <laughs> eh, I, I mean, Take it or leave it. I, I mean, I guess it looked cool. Sure. I mean, he has a little bit more character. I do. He I did appreci- had, like lines and talk to other people. You know. Yeah, he actually had depth. Talk like, to Desaad, was, you know. Yeah, he was, you know, shunned out because uh, yeah, he tried to he tried to take the throne. I guess at some point, or they say he betrayed. No, I think he, he tried somehow. to kill other people who were trying to take the throne. Okay. Somehow he got. Because there were super, there there were supers to uh, dark side, and he killed them. Okay, that's what I thought was happening. They Desad kept saying somehow he betrayed dark side, and his punishment, like to in order to redeem himself, that was the whole point. Like he had to go conquer worlds for dark side and prove yeah. his worth again. Um, but yeah, that's fine. Um, Did he have any lines in the first film? I don't even remember him talking in the first version. Yeah, like, no, he had lines. They just were very interesting. Like it was literally just like I'm the big bad here to conquer all because reasons. Like that was there was no depth to it whatsoever. Um, so yeah, we actually gave still him better than any time they mentioned the anti life equation. Oh, that's what Good I wa- that's what I wanted to talk about is. Uh, so they just sort of unveil the anti-life equation has been like written on earth they don't say where they don't say when they don't say what the fucking anti-life equation is yeah i was curious about that. and then all of a sudden dark side is like that's all i give a shit about at all ever the whole movie has changed it's it's mcguffin like uh and so well, you all can tell we... for like Marvel fans, it's the equivalent to having all six Infinity Stones. Like, it's the ability to kill everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, but not I mean, just like... to kill, but also to control. That's what <clears throat> Diana was explaining during at, during the big flashback battle. Well, she's explaining the history to Bruce. Um, the anti life equation actually grants him the power to control all like living beings, which apparently but we already is, have is, a MacGuffin in this movie i know but but the ultimate ultimate MacGuffin that he's really after uh no, allows I mean, him what to it control really is, superman it's, eventually it's not the MacGuffin the for world. this movie it's not the MacGuffin for this movie it's the MacGuffin for three movies from now exactly and that's what i was that's what i was getting at earlier is like i even though it's very interesting to see that interaction with batman and joker in the nightmare verse and whatever or nightmare world um it feels like wait so much of this movie takes time to set up future films and i'm like i just want this to be one good story and i'm i'm torn because it is interesting it did intrigue me 
And it also bums me out because we're not going to see that come to fruition, most likely. Um, but at the same time, like it's like I'm interested in it, but I don't need it there. Especially since the nightmare sequence at the end of the film was shot for the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was part of the reshoots originally. Yes, that was that was that the was the only movie. part of the reshoots. Oh yeah. wow, that was, that was the great. reshoots? Yeah. By the way, and it was the one F bomb. I liked this Leto Joker. I will way better than Juggalo Joker. However, I did well, not. Yeah. I still don't like his laugh. Like I think his version <laughs> of the Joker <laughs> laugh <laughs> is re- like ridiculous. At least there's <laughs> no question mark at the end of the laugh. <laughs> so the th- the thing that I thought about this Joker is that he looks like a toddler who got hold of mom's lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You're right. And he's, uh, he's, uh, he's wearing the dishwashing gloves. Yeah. <laughs> gloves it's wearing a swat jacket <laughs> but knowing snyder reach around yeah knowing snyder he has a reason behind all of that shit he's like oh don't worry and you know the second hour of the third <laughs> justice league movie in my head that's when joker puts on that costume for reasons and knowing that uh, we know that his reasoning is dumb <laughs> um i did see um uh interview with him or or bits of an interview that apparently he had over the last couple years he had already been talking with dc comics um about completing the story in comic book form yes please do it there instead of on film yeah and apparently apparently it was going to happen it was a sure thing i almost guarantee it'll happen now until in the last few years, uh, there was like a weird, like a merger bio with AT&T. Like there was some shuffling around in DC Comics. DC they made, a lot, of, they made almost, a lot of cuts. And DC almost got like closed. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. What? So the last yeah. word on it from on high was <laughs> to Snyder was like, well, maybe someday if there's enough fan support or something. But now... Most yeah, I, think that's, we'll, I think that's probably like, going to happen. Twitter yeah. was pretty much jizzing over this movie, so yeah. it'll happen. Yeah. So I'm, I hope it does I'm, because I'm, you know, I'm like still I said, not entirely sure that we'll see anything after this. Um, I think film wise is dead, but I think comic. I think there's a chance for the comic wise. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think we're going to see any film continent con- continuation from this, just because. Just doesn't really deserve it. Nope. At the same at the same time, it's baffling. It's it's conflicting to say like, oh yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But then again, why throw millions and uh, have invite Snyder back to do this in the first place if they didn't think it was worth a little something? Because they didn't have any HBO Max exclusives. That's why. Yeah, the Rona was coming up, and they needed they needed something to happen like they, they realized they panicked at the last second and realized that they weren't going to have any content for their new streaming service because they weren't going to be able to film any content for six to eight months yeah and the lore or the uh prequels for uh game of thrones have been like indefinitely delayed like they're like two or three years behind now and in fact point. i've heard that they've passed on all of them uh no they have two or three more in production now or at least pre-production and they're still doing the um fire and blood one Uh which is the uh the targaryen Targaryen family history well you know 
who knows maybe with um all of that said and uh also the uh the fantastic beasts bullshit kind of i don't know what's really happening there maybe maybe warner brothers might be a little more open to like saying, hey, Zach, maybe come and do a little more something, or maybe maybe in some form they'll complete or pseudo complete the story with the. Flash well, I mean, here's really. what we do know, though. I mean, we do know that at least three of these characters from this movie, four of these characters from these movies are coming back. One yeah. of them we know most likely definitely isn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, it's confirmed. Uh, like they'll. Never Cyborg has pretty much said. I'm out. Yeah. Go fuck yourselves. Why why did he say that? Was there something that happened? Oh, he said he will not work with Warner Brothers in the future as long as the current president is still the president of the company. Because they essentially came out and said that uh, Joss Whedon was not at fault for all of the bullshit drama with him. Which does not look good in retrospect with all yeah. of the allegations against Whedon. Uh, Whedon was on, on top of the allegations of Whedon that we discussed before the um, the stuff from the Buffy days, mm-hmm. Charisma Carpenter and whatnot. There were also for the last several months, there's been a battle between uh, Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg, and Warner Brothers. He had reported uh, mistreatment on the set by Joss Whedon oh, to the shit. Warner Brothers execs, and that's how those all those other allegations came up in the first place was because in Ray Fisher called him of- out in. And everybody uh, spoke place. up in support of yeah. Ray, Fisher. Ray Fisher. Right, right, right. And the Warner Brothers execs came back and said, you know, no. after getting a lot of pressure, they said, oh, we're going to conduct an investigation. And then they came back and said, oh, no, it's everything's fine. Uh, yeah. We investigated uh, ourselves and found no issue with ourselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, so, so, we, so hence Ray Fisher than, said, fuck you, Warner Brothers. Like, I'm out. I'm out, yeah. Got it. So Ray Fisher said that he's done, but we already know that another Aquaman movie is coming. Aquaman, uh, yeah. And, and an Aquaman spinoff. Did we ever get spin-off. a confirmation that Amber Heard got fired from it? Because uh, there was rumors that she got fired. Yeah, I don't know if it's been Where confirmed I... yet. Um, um, yeah, so there's an Aquaman uh, spinoff about oh, and... the the deep. Huh. Where all okay. the like bioluminescent creatures hang out. Um. So he's just going to hang out down there with James Cameron like, <laughs> in the Mariana. Um, and then we know there's another Wonder Woman coming coming out because, of course, there is. Wonder Woman 3 uh, will happen. Then Flash. Uh, and then we're going to see uh, Bruce as or we're going to see Ben Affleck, Batfleck again mm-hmm. in Flashpoint with uh, Flash. Yeah. And originally Cyborg was supposed to be in that movie. Yeah. But... I say let like these films movie. come out and then let 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 this universe end and let the the new Batman start a new. Well, world. I mean the I think the idea is that Flashpoint is the end of this current version of the DCEU. That's it's what I'm getting. By, at. That's, that's fine by me. Yeah, and that Flashpoint will lead into like a rebirth of a new DCEU. Yeah. Rebirth. We've, we've we've been on the DC for a while. Is uh, is there anything anybody else wants to pull up real quick before we move on? Or um, um let me see. I wrote. I started. I was writing uh, little notes to myself as we were watching uh, Justice League. I think we pretty much covered. Yep. There's definitely no way to look cool in an ejector seat. <laughs> uh, 
Lord of the Rings, multiple ending sy- syndrome for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, God. Okay, last last thought about Justice League. Um, again, maybe maybe I'm like in the minority, but I generally I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I do hope that they at least continue the story, complete the story in comic book form. So I'll cross my fingers for that. Uh, that said. I've already made the comparison to Lord of the Rings with the with the big flashback battle, which I loved, and uh, and then the ridiculous amount of endings. Um, however, again, in these big fantasy movies, um, <laughs> so uh, the flashback battle happens, and then Diana is explaining how the three races, um, you know, the Atlanteans. Oh. Uh, be, you know, take the, the boxes. Away. Yeah, they they go to hide and and guard uh, the boxes. You know, for all time, whatever. The Atlanteans. Oh yeah, don't worry. We're gonna set it up in our. The fate of men or, always fucking shit up. Or uh, yeah, our underwater uh, you know temple or whatever. It'll be guarded. Nobody will ever find it. Uh, the the Amazons. Oh yeah, it'll be on our invisible fucking island and the in the and sealed then, away. And then men just bury it in the fucking ground. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, hell, we just buried it in a hole. <laughs> no i saw that same thing i was like wait you guys are just burying it with dirt yeah like what the fuck like what did what not mean? even not even like a deep hole it's just like yeah did you did you not did even you bury it deep no no nah, just Ugh. like a foot down back by the outhouse nobody will find it <laughs> fucking really why are men always the, the the race of men are always the dipshits in these stories like just fucking inept or corrupt or both uh, I, think, <laughs> I mean, if I have to come up with a reason, if I have to justify it, men are all men are always the shortest lived of all the fantasy races. Yeah. Literally, if they bury it in a hole in the in a hole in the woods, within a generation, nobody remembers where that fucking thing is. Yep. Hey, you remember where the hole was? I don't know. Fucking no. <laughs> that was Grandpappy's hole. Yeah, great man. Up to burn the hole. <laughs> okay guys uh yeah so well congrats to Zack snyder and everybody who worked hard on the justice league film i mean they at least deserve to get it shown properly how it was meant to be so kudos to them for that but moving on in the world of marvel this was a massive weekend because uh you know both marvel and dc nerds got justice league and now the falcon and the winter soldier and um, by the way, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was like forty-nine or fifty minutes long. That was the longest. Yeah, it was. It was epic. I kept, yeah, I kept waiting for like, oh man, when Compared are they going to Wandavision? And uh, it yeah. still had like four-minute-long credits. Yeah, though, it so. did. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Initial thoughts. You guys want to go? I thought it was great, but it was not as good as Wanda's opening. I would say. But I thought it was really well done, and it definitely gave silver. Uh, uh, it it definitely gave uh, Captain America Winter Soldier vibes. Uh, I know they're trying to do like yeah. more spy ish type stuff. Yeah, with this. that same feeling. Yeah, so it it definitely captured the 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 <clears throat> the memory of uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I like it. Um... I agree. Like maybe not quite as, uh, you know, a, an edge of your seat cliffhanger, uh, tune in next week sort of thing. Like WandaVision, uh, this feels definitely more just like a, uh, an extended, uh, version of like 
Civil War or Winter Soldier just broken up into six parts it's going to be? Yeah, I think there's fewer six. episodes with this one, but they're yeah. longer. Six episodes, but longer episodes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. I saw a tweet, and I wholeheartedly agree with it. It, it said something like, we got more character development out of these two guys in this first 40 minutes Seriously. than we have in the whole MCU. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they, they are two of the side characters that really haven't been the focal point. So yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm liking it. I, I can already see, I mean, they haven't met up yet, but I can already see the, the lethal weapon vibes are coming. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Bucky in, uh, in therapy and giving the therapist shit and therapist giving it right back. So it was fun. I really, um, I really liked uh, the character stuff a lot. Yeah, um, I, it's something that we don't get too much in Marvel movies because of the length of the movies. Yeah, uh, there's only so much you can, like, character stuff you can you can put in there. Um, I really, really, I really, uh, I was expecting to like the Falcon stuff. I did not realize how much I was going to like the Bucky stuff. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Bucky stuff. Mm-hmm. My only question from all of the Bucky stuff was, did he know that was the father of the dude he murdered, or was that oh, a coincidence? Definitely. No, because that was, yeah. no, it seemed like he was surprised at a, at a moment there. He was surprised because yeah, he was I, his, his name together. was in his his name was in his book. Yeah, his name was in his book, but he did he know that they were the same person? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little confused there too because uh, there was a strange beat where it looked like he was shocked and surprised. But then you see in his notepad, like that's one of the guys he has to make amends to. He's already aware of it, which is why he's hanging out with him. But he just and then he has that moment where he goes to his apartment to confess and he can't bring himself to do it. And he just bails because oh, he sees the shrine for the, the kid. Yeah. So I'm sure that'll come to a head eventually. Um, I, I really uh, he when she was asking him like what was wrong with his hands, I was just like, I really wanted him to just like pull that shit off and be like, the motherfucker is metal. <laughs> like <laughs> not just metal. This shit is like vibranium. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm probably in the minority opinion on this, but I was kind of like meh about the show, at least the first episode. But at the same time, I was meh about one wandavision the first few episodes as well and then it got really good so i'm still gonna give it a chance but to me it's like passive i'm just like i didn't love it i didn't hate it it was just kind of there for me there was nothing really explosive about this episode this was just like the the dipping your toes in yeah and the sam giving up the the shield and and them (laughs) doing the uh the fake cap move at the end i was i was a little surprised to see roadie so quick up front Oh, yeah, yeah, that we'll I wasn't expecting to see his cameo this quick. I also was not expecting for Sam to give up the shield. Like I well, did not see that coming. Well, he doesn't feel uh, worthy of it, you know, and that's of course going to be his arc through this journey yeah. here. Um, but yeah, like Meg said, that's a dick move at the end where they just give it to some guy, um, some random yeah. white dude, some fucking white dude. Yeah. Now I did see a. But- uh, a article earlier um, with the uh, showrunner. I his name escapes me off the top of my head, but apparently he has hinted that that character, the new Captain America, quote unquote. So in the uh, comics, his name is U.S. Agent. 
he is apparently going to have big implications in the MCU from here forward. Really? Apparently so. So, okay. So I have a little story about this. And um, uh, so I don't know if you guys know, but Captain America is my second favorite Marvel character of all time. What's your first? Spider-Man. Okay. Um, but specifically the ultimate version of Spider-Man. Um, what makes him so ultimate? He was, I was the same age as him when the, I was reading the comics. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah. yeah. So the ultimate version came out in 2000 and I started reading it in like 2002 or 2003. And I was almost exactly the same age as the character when I was reading them. So it was just like perfect. That's anyway. Yeah. That solidifies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and honestly that run, that Bendis run of the first hundred issues of ultimate Spider-Man are like probably some of the, one of the best runs on any comic book of all time. Hmm. Uh, Highly, highly recommended. Um, But Captain America is put it on the list is uh secondly my like favorite character and in some ways i think as i grow older i appreciate that character more mm-hmm. um i i read because cap comics have always been like uh political in ways that are accept accessible to younger and uh like people who don't understand that the tales that they're telling are political uh, it's not until you get older that you really understand the political ramifications of the stories that they're telling. And um, this storyline, like the very idea of there being a second Captain America who doesn't have Steve's ethos is in itself a political idea. Um, because like, Steve's whole thing was that like he used to be a soldier but when he became Captain America after he was woken from the ice he wasn't a soldier anymore he was doing this himself mm. so the very idea of someone else be- and especially the, the United States government sort of like foisting Captain America on the people because they feel entitled to the person mm. is, an, is inherently a political statement it's, and it's- so to Go put ahead. it mildly, it's it's like somebody who is not worthy lifting Mjolnir. Yeah, exactly. Because Captain America himself is he's not owned by the United States government. The shield may be, or it used to be, but Captain America himself was not uh, owned by the United States government. It, it wasn't a thing. It, and that's the what his whole story throughout time has been, is that my identity is that I am a soldier but that's not all I am. I am other things. And especially, and that's why I loved the first movie so much, Captain America first uh, Avenger is that that moment where he's like drawing and he's an, and showing that he's an artist. And when he's getting trotted out on stage as like a dancing monkey, you know, he feels isolated and alone, despite the fact that this is where he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. It's not until he takes charge of his own identity and says like you know i'm not just a uso tour you know i'm capable of doing this stuff myself that he becomes who he is supposed to be now and don't forget, we, we've retconned that he was drawing the shire <laughs> that's right that's right he was drawing <laughs> Gollum and uh and gandalf yeah um 
so the idea of U.S. agent who was introduced in the 1970s as this like false Captain America that took over from Captain America while he was gone and and ruined the 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 idea of Captain America for a generation hmm. because he was like insane and uh, it's a whole in the membrane comic. comics just comics uh so u.s agent was like always a bad guy but not really a bad guy but it's sort of a bad guy so the fact that they're bringing him into this story for me is really exciting because there there are a lot of really interesting stories that u.s agent is been involved in in uh, including this 1970s version of secret empire or i'm um, sorry 1980s um and also falcon's whole role in this is very very interesting because it seems like they are exactly doing what i expected them to do which is they're sort of they're playing on um nick spencer's falcon and uh run uh, it's called captain america sam wilson um which leads into secret empire which i don't think they're going to do that but it'd be really i mean interesting they're doing they secret do. invasion so i mean they could adapt a mixture well, Secret Empire is a very, very, very different story. I mean, that's that's the one where like uh, Cap becomes a Hydra. Oh, so gotcha. I, I highly doubt that they're going to do that anytime soon. At least it would be amazing. I mean, we've talked about this before. I would love Chris Evans to play like hmm. evil Captain America because I know that he'd love to do it, and I would love watching it because I want to see him. I want to see Hydra's ass. Um, <laughs> Now they've skirted around uh, an actual answer to this, but do you think they'll ever give us a solid answer? Like, did did old man old man Rogers just pass away from natural causes after handing over the shield? Or I, he... you know, I think it's really interesting because I was sort of wondering because my sister and I have yet to catch up to the movies. Mm -hmm. We watched uh, we watched Thor Ragnarok last night, and so good. So, so we only have like a couple more movies before we get to infinity war and, and Endgame. Mm -hmm. um but i totally could have because i didn't we didn't watch this last night because uh together because i was like it's gonna spoil infinity war and Endgame. but i totally could have yeah because there's nothing actually that spoils it other than cap no longer has the shield yeah. or is is not gone Captain now. America anymore. Yeah, I think he just went to Tahiti because it's a wonderful and, place. And then Captain America <laughs> went to his home planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if he's just like he's back at the Avengers compound, just doing the laundry for everybody, <laughs> <laughs> just hanging out, Sit, sitting in the back in a rocking chair, just kind of whittling away. Yeah, dipping dipping uh, uh, graham crackers into milk. Yep. <laughs> Drinking a cold one and just uh staring at the lawn. <laughs> Wondering where Tony Stark's pension is. Also, I love that Bucky is doing online dating when like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. How old are you? 106. <laughs> also, I was I was really I was just waiting for um uh for Bucky to like accidentally say something super racist to that woman. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> damn! Because he would know better, you know. Like uh, he was in the Eastern Front. Enough. He was in the Eastern Front, not the Western Front. <laughs> yeah, do you think they were really enlightened? The difference between the two fronts? No, they just wouldn't have heard all the terms. 
I All think right. he's been defrosted long enough to catch up with history. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. He's it's been like what, like three or four years? I don't know. Total that he's been defrosted. Do you think that people who came back from oh. Korea were like because he wasn't not no, he racist w- three years after they came back from Korea? It's been at least eight for him because he wasn't blipped. He was he was alive during the blip, so that's five years minimum. Was he? No, he yeah, he, no, he got blipped. He got blipped. He got blipped. Was he one of the ones that blipped? Yeah, yeah he no, got he got blipped. Yeah, him and Sam. Anyway, stop uh, trying to cancel Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I was just like, oh God, don't say something racist. Don't say something racist. <laughs> I was, uh, we had to pause like a couple minutes in. And again, because it had been so long since Meg had watched them. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, I basically needed like a recap of the saga of Bucky, the saga of Bucky. And so I sat there and just gave her the, the cliff notes and everything. And we got to like, it's oh, pretty twisty and turny. Yeah. It yeah. Is, and it's really hard to follow. So like he like randomly goes to Wakanda for like a couple of years. Exactly. Cause that, that's really the only scene that I really remember Bucky. And it only happens in the post credit scene of one other yeah. movie. Well, that's the thing. He's always in these post-credit scenes besides his own film. So Mm. you only get like fragments of his story. Mm. And even then it's a little confusing because... Well, they mentioned the reason he goes to Wakanda is so they can help him heal. For calm. For calm and Shuri can like deprogram his brain. Yeah. And then he's, then we catch up with him when he's out there just like living on the farmland. And then it's there, it's his Rambo moment. We need you back in the field, Rambo. We need you (laughs) one last time. So, so one thing I actually really appreciated and it it really seems like it, it, it's sort of um, synchron, synchronistic is that uh, when when Rhodey is describing the state of the world, mm-hmm. uh, it it was it very much felt resonant with our current state of the world. And he's talking about post blip, but like post coronavirus, like it feels like the same. The Have world is sort of like it. he said that the like the world is like broken. Yeah, you would like, think I'll... everybody coming back and everybody getting loved ones back, it would fix every problem that everybody had in the world. But no, no it but the world creates more problems. pretty much like fell apart, and then like everybody showed back up, and it was like, oh, uh, what were we doing five years ago? Let's yeah. do that again. Oh my god! So he says like alliances have been broken, enemies are uh, our enemies are allies, and allies are enemies. and uh he says the world is like lost and broken and uh that just felt it not all of those things are true right now but some of them are i mean especially post trump post trump like it definitely feels like we have allies who are no longer allies or the nature of their relationship has changed especially after the coronavirus um so like yeah. when 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 Rody was describing that, it just felt very resonant. Yeah, and I love that we got uh, several different perspectives on that exact thing, the the state of the world, because you get it from Rody, who's mm-hmm. you know kind of represents the United the States government outlook, yeah. uh, United States government outlook on it, uh, on it from a global perspective. Uh, you hear it from I don't remember the character's name, but the guy who's hanging out with Torres, Sam, Torres, yeah, yeah, your agent and. He kind of explains like there's a whole faction of people out there, or a lot of people who feel like things were better during the blip, like 
you know, less people and free resources and, uh, the and flag smashers. Yeah. yeah, the flag smashers, yeah, the, which is a goofy name, but kind of represents like there's a lot of people out there who say, like, why do we have all these borders? So the like, we flag smashers straight out of the comics. Yeah. And then you get it from the everyman perspective when Sam and his sister try to get a fucking bank loan. And it's yeah. like, oh, you have no uh, no income reported for the last five years. Like, I fucking oh, didn't shit. exist. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's part blip, part racism. Yeah. Oh, my God. That guy, he, he played it well, the whole, the, the douchey um, loan officer. Just like, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, by the way, I just I wanted, I wanted to mention that uh, Sam's friend, Joaquin Torres, mm-hmm. that's a character straight out of that nick spencer run on captain america sam wilson, sam wilson? Oh, okay yeah cool. he actually ends up becoming falcon but he's got like falcon dna it's comics. we don't we don't go to those parts yeah. of the, the, the comics <laughs> like a, an actual falcon uh, an actual bird of prey <laughs> yeah 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 because, somewhere his like, dad falcon raped a bird being falcon because he's now captain america <laughs> and so now he has a sidekick who's falcon but he's like a literal falcon but he's a mexican falcon it's a whole thing (laughs) okay comics okay the comics have to make everything too literal when they it it could just be figurative It, it, it has to be too literal when they're in the comics some comic book writer or or artist saw like the he's he's uh hispanic character a mexican character he's hispanic yeah hispanic okay so maybe some overzealous comic book writer saw like the bird with the serpent <sighs> symbol uh, on the flag and just thought, "Hmm." Well, in the in the comic, clever here. In the comic, he's actually a uh, he's an illegal immigrant who is in the United States and uh, serves as uh, like someone who helps immigrants like not die on their way to the United States. Okay. So his character is very very different. He's not a, like a, a friendly serviceman coyote. or anything. <laughs> yeah. He's not like a military serviceman or anything. Though, actually, was he a serviceman? Did I make that up? No, he was. He was? Yeah, because he was in like a Humvee, right? Like, Yeah. He was, he was in wearing, full like, fatigues and a Humvee. Fatigues. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I wasn't imagining that. Uh, so his, it, they're going in a very different direction with that specific character, but he's in the, that Nick Spencer run that I've been reading, that I've been All talking right. about since the podcast mm-hmm. started. So one last thing that I, I want to mention about uh, a, a secret little thing that I found, I didn't found, I read it in a in a article, an article that uh, there's a reference in the credits to the actor Carl Lumley, who um, has been in a lot of different stuff, uh, that he his photo is seen like in some old timey newspapers with a case number underneath it. And that case number is taken directly from uh, this character uh, is a reference to this character called Isaiah Bradley, who in the comics was the first black captain America in the 1940s that was experimented on to recreate the super soldier serum after cap was lost. Hmm. And it's a whole story that is sort of like an allegory for uh, the testing on African Americans that was done um, in in what the Henrietta Lacks 
testing stuff? No, wait, was that DNA? Uh, so it More there was like the Tuskegee stuff. Yeah, Tuskegee. yes, the Tuskegee experiments where like thousands of African American men were uh, chemical chemically castrated. Yeah. It's horrific and disgusting, um, but absolutely a part of our history. Uh, and so there was a comic in the 1990s that was really good that brought in this character of Isaiah Bradley who became Captain America in the 1940s when Cap was missing, that um, he was like a secret Captain America. But he was just as much Captain America because he was a black serviceman that was tested on. And so it looks like there may be... Uh, Sam might stumble upon the fact that there's actually been a black Captain America in the past. Hmm. Might be in multiple the, in, Captain in Americas this at yeah, this point. multiple. Yeah. So... This and if that's cool, this show is taking on a much more like uh, political stance, and that that's why I brought up that before is that Captain America has always been an inherently political uh, story, and it allows um, the creators to sort of like take tackle unique political stances that they may be seen as uh, like Captain America. The character may be seen as non-political, but that is absolutely not the case. Well, I mean, considering that that two and three were political thriller, political dramas, it makes sense to continue yeah, that. Yeah, but they had very little to say. <laughs> eh, true, but I mean, they it was definitely in the style of the political yeah, thriller. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, that's why they brought in Robert Redford. Yeah, yeah. I mean, quintessential political thriller. Yeah, character. It's, it's actually seeming. It seems to me like they might actually have something much more um, substantive to say in this in the show. Uh, Not given... just explodey buddy comedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we have to wait. Just like Wandavision, like we really know nothing yet. So we all had the fan theories and there was all billions. Yeah, of I mean, none of this on could Twitter end up being the case, but I mean, the fact that, uh, there's a pretty, I mean, it's not even like a small reference. It's like a almost direct reference to Isaiah Bradley. So mm-hmm. if they were to do that and then not include the character, I think that would be really disappointing. But I mean, come on guys, the, the kids, Come on, guys. The new Captain America is, is obviously Mephesto. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's definitely Mephisto. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, well, how could I be so wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you fool. Oh, geez. All right. I think that about covers it. Well, uh, to come back after uh, this week's episode, this Friday's episode. And I don't know if there's any more major like movie streaming releases or anything happening in the next week or so. When does Mortal Kombat come out? End of the month, I thought it was. And yeah, I think uh, like March 31st ish or something. We got a couple weeks. Yeah. So uh, that'll, be inter- a- that'll be an interesting episode. Yeah. Bit of a tidbit. Um, so back re- uh, in reference to what I said earlier about the Game of Thrones uh, prequels. They are currently in pre-production on three spinoffs. Sea Snake, which I'm guessing has something to do with uh, Iron Isles or something. Flea Bottom and 10,000 Ships. 
And those, so those are, are the... all like greenlit pilots or what? No, those are pre-production at this point. Oh, okay. So they're just finding showrunners and pitching ideas. Yeah. So uh, 10,000 Ships is in reference to Nymeria. Um, the Flea Bottom is, would be a show surrounding uh, King's Landing and the various nefarious characters in there, and no idea what Sea Snake refers to in particular. This is a show about a snake who's like, I'm in the water, help me out. Uh, It's probably like um, one of the the brothers of the the king of the Iron Islands. Uh, I think one of his nicknames was Sea Snake or something like that, so it might be related to that. Uh, And then uh, a small bit of news that uh, Tony will be excited to hear. Netflix's uh, Cowboy Bebop has finally finished uh, uh, filming. Yes, I did hear that. Uh, the actress who plays Faye um, announced it on uh, Twitter, I believe. Just posted a quick selfie and it's like, hey guys, finished, finally. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I saw another article that, um, uh, oh, what's the original show creator? Um, Shin- Shinjiro Watanabe? Or I think I'm getting that right. I'll have to look it up. Um, he had an interview uh, a little while back saying that he was, he was basically kind of saying like he was kind of washing his hands of the series uh, because oh, yeah. a few years back he, this is an old interview, um, but uh, apparently he wasn't like saying any ill will about it, but he said as far as his involvement, they did meet with him and he did give like, you know, his thoughts and notes and everything. But beyond that, he hasn't had any contact with the show. It's not like he's overseeing it in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah, so did somebody? So did somebody buy the rights from the rights holder, and he had nothing to do with the rights being released? Uh, well, it still belongs to. Uh, is it Sunrise? I believe is a production house that did the original show. So I believe they still maintain the rights, and they've been working with the netflix show. so they license out the rights to right. an american company to uh but yeah as far as the original you know creator um he's kind of like well they own the rights i met and like gave all my notes and suggestions and ideas and everything but beyond that i have no idea if they've used any of them so i hope mm. it's good i hope i hope you enjoy it <laughs> interesting so, we'll see oh uh one last thing uh speaking of blast from the past like cowboy bebop Byron, you need to tell me about this Silent Hill 2 Enhanced Edition. And oh, yeah. where can I freaking play it? Or well, how, is it possible to even free? So Silent Hill 2 has been unavailable to purchase on PC for about 14 years. Uh, no so, GOG edition unearthed or anything? Um, I can send you a link <laughs> to a copy of... It's, it's on myabandonware.com with an, uh, an extracted copy of the game that works directly with the Enhanced Edition. Um, and there's literally no legal way to buy it. So you just have to get... You have to get... Acquired. Uh, you have to get cool... You have to like be okay with your maker and acquire it by the means mm-hmm. under which it is available. 
Okay. Um, and then that's how I got my uh, my Star Wars theatrical cuts. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, perhaps a Bay of Corsairs. Yeah, I mean it. It's really easy. It's just on up. It's literally just on myabandonware.com. There's an extracted and an unextracted version. Extract, download the extracted version. Yeah, right. you can just drag drag that into a, a file folder anywhere. Okay. And then this, go uh, to Town of Silent Hill, uh, I think dot com, or the Silent Hill to Enhanced Edition, and just follows instructions. And then there you go. It's. I was playing it the other day, and they have done honestly, like they have done miracles with that game nice. because it looks, sounds, uh, plays better than it ever has on any platform. And that was the one that I never actually played out of the series, and I always heard it was the best one. Or and one it's it, it and it's terrifying. It's still it's still like to this day, it's probably one of the only games that just scares the all ever ever living crap out of me. <laughs> Uh, nice. despite the fact that I've beat it like dozens of times. <laughs> I played it, but I don't remember anything from it. Yeah. The story is just amazing, and the music, I think, is probably the thing that has solidified the game so completely, is that the soundtrack is just so good yeah. that uh, and it, the sound design by um, a was also done by uh, Akira Yamaoka. So like the entire Sonic soundscape of the game is is in one because he did all the sound design for the game as well as the soundtrack. Yeah, so I loved three just... and I still have the soundtrack. No, three is amazing. Well. Three is just as good. Yeah. It, was, it was still Team Silent. Uh, Silent Hill 4 was the last game they did. But uh, two and three together are like phenomenal. Nice. I personally prefer two, but three is also amazing. Duly noted. All right, guys. Should we put a cap on this? I we, think that's uh, about good yeah. enough. We so. uh, launch this podcast in an injector seat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nobody looks cool doing it, but we'll try. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for joining. This is Tony. This is Todd. This is Byron. And Meg. And Meg. How's the blanket coming? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going uh. <laughs> it's going like a blanket will very slowly tell me do you bleed <laughs> you will oh they did keep the modulated bat voice Ugh. It weirded me out yeah no thank you uh okay like there's nobody around batman swear it's to just, me it's just the people that know your real identity there, do you really yeah. have to do the modulated voice? And like parademons. Yes, I do. You think the parademons are going to be like, oh my god, is that Bruce Wayne? <laughs> what if, what if, in the middle of the Russian battle, just drops his laser rifle and goes, oh my god, holy crap. I think Can I get Batman an autograph, is Mr. Bruce Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Mr. Wayne? Uh, title of the episode. Can I get an autograph, Mr. Wayne? <laughs> All Slow right. motion wiener. We're out. We're done. That's it. Stay frosty, guys. Bye. <laughs>